You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Super excited as we have now reached 99 days to the start of fall camp. So uh, we'll discuss number 99 today. Are we? As I thought we were doing draft stuff. Oh, well, we can do both. We can do both. Well, I'll I tell you what. But why don't you start us off with your thoughts on number 99? And look, I no disrespect at all to Ty P. Ryan. Like two sentences on Ty P. Ryan. I mean, how much – punter talk can we have um but he's i think the third, you shouldn't he's the third on... really he's the third punter based yeah. on what happened this spring he's the third punter but okay, uh, so now he gets one sentence um <laughs> he remains highly highly inconsistent but when he hits it he freaking hits it it's like he's the home run or strikeout guy there is no in between yeah, I agree. Okay, and I think you just covered Ty Piron. So sure why did. don't you talk about uh, Tim Keenan now? I think that's an excellent idea. Uh, Tim Keenan is likely to be given number 99, which is the most common number given to a nose guard, uh, and it will be available. Obviously, he can have the same number as Ty because they wouldn't be on the field at the same time. Uh, I like Tim Keenan a great deal. Uh, one of the things I like most about Tim is I was high on his junior tape, like – but I wasn't so sold. I, I was like, yeah, yeah, we should probably take him. How do you pass on him being that he's from Birmingham? But at the same time, to be totally honest, if I was watching the same tape and he was from Denver, Colorado, I would have been like, uh, I think we could probably find somebody better. Why would we go to Denver and get him? But he's from Birmingham, and he, he's definitely an SEC player, and I liked him. And then his senior year comes along, the COVID year last year, and I watched tape from his early games, the August and September games, Luke, and I saw a kid that got better. I mean, his senior year tape was really good. I, I, I think he did turn into that kid you would sign from anywhere in the country at Alabama. I mean, just a big-bodied athlete, uh, you know, not big like Terrence Cody, not athletic like Deron Payne. But, but a quality SEC nose tackle. Now, very interesting that he hurt himself or got hurt in, in, in a chop block situation, an illegal block, uh, tore his ACL, real cheap shot, real dirty play. That's such a shame. And because he tore his ACL last year, Luke, it sort of opens up an opportunity. If Alabama has a numbers situation and is going to be over the 85 uh, kind of a thing, uh, I won't be shocked to see that Tim Keenan gray shirts um, and, uh, and and then as part of next year's class, that, that would give him more time to get the knee healthy, get his weight. Obviously, he's a kid that's always going to be, you know, uh, focused on his weight, not not trying not to be too heavy. Here's one interesting side note about Tim Keenan that would shock a lot of people. I was certainly shocked to learn this. I only found this out a couple months ago. He has a badass younger brother that I think is a rising ninth grader. I think he's a rising ninth grader or 10th grader, but I'm pretty sure he's a rising ninth grader and he's a quarterback. Oh, and wow. He's good. And he's good. Isn't that something that's like shocking? 
at Ramsey. Yep, that's right. Okay. Yeah. I did. Yeah, that. I was shocked. I was shocked. I mean, when I was watching the kid, and I, I was given the kid's tape because of QB country stuff. I was given his tape, and I'm like, "This is a rising ninth grader, and he's at Ramsey." I'm like, yeah. And I said, like, "What's his name?" And his his last name is Keenan. I'm like, "Is this the younger brother of the big kid that signed with Alabama last year?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, that's him." So I, that's and this is a good. This is a. It's hard to tell sometimes when they're young, but as of today, I would tell you the little brother is an SEC quarterback. Hmm. That is very interesting and does add a little bit of spice to the whole situation. There's no doubt about that. Um, let me tell you something that doesn't have a ton of spice, but is still good is that's built bar builtbar.com. Go check them out. You will absolutely love these things. They're either covered in chocolate or white chocolate. I had one for lunch today. Not kidding. I had the raspberry cheesecake for lunch today and it was delicious. And I completely, I was full. I was fine. I didn't want anything else because they're built built bar are or built bar is or whatever to maintain or help you lose weight. And so that's what I'm trying to do. Um, I'll probably eat something kind of fatty for dinner, but you know, Hey, it's dinner time. I'm in the South and I've been watching the Sopranos. What do you want me to do? Um, but built bar is delicious. Go check them out. They've got a bunch of different flavors, like well over 24. I mean, just a bunch of flavors. They got all these fluffs and, uh, uh, just the original flavors, everything else. So delicious. Use the promo code locked on 15 for 15% off that order. That's locked on 15 at builtbar.com. Go give them a chance. You will absolutely love them. They are delicious. All right, Jimmy, let's talk a little draft. Now um, we've been talking about player Alabama players and where we kind of want them to go or where we think they'd fit best. I should say that's probably a better way to put it. Um, we did, Najee Harris yesterday and Christian Barmore yesterday. So uh, today I'm going to take some low hanging fruit. What's the best place for Mac Jones? I mean, everyone expects me to say the 49ers at three and, 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 and I'm sure that's what you're going to say as well. But here, here's the thing. It's really true. It's, it's not just, Oh, we want him to go third. Well, yeah, we would like him to go third. The higher you go, the more money you make, the more visible you are, the better it is for Mac, the better it is for Alabama. So uh, you know, three to the 49ers would be great. But, you know, I do think this is a unique situation. I think people need to get away from, you know, when Kuyper and McShay do these big boards and they rank, okay, this is the best prospect, this second best. You know, Daniel Jeremiah and guys like that, they have Mac in the 20s or the 30s. And I think McShay or Kuyper could also have him that low. But the draft is not a replica of the big board. All these different teams have really different needs. And I would tell you, Luke, that of all of the teams that need a quarterback, the only team that would draft Mac at three is the 49ers. And it's for a couple of reasons. Number one, the 49ers feel they're ready to win now. They want a win now quarterback. They could now, Trevor Lawrence is a win now quarterback, but good luck getting them to the number one spot. They can't do that. I think they see Mac as this is a win. We're a win now team. The Jags are not. The Jets are not. The teams that likely uh, take Fields and Lance are not. They're they're rebuilding teams. The 49ers are not rebuilding. They just think they're a good quarterback away from winning the Super Bowl. And they do have a good quarterback on their roster. The problem is Jimmy Garoppolo, I believe, has played 20 games in three seasons. And he's perennially injured. And 
when they've gone to their backup quarterback, it's made them non-competitive. They need a guy they can win now, a guy that can either back up Garoppolo when Garoppolo suffers the inevitable injury or the guy they would play instead of Garoppolo. And, and it does make sense, Luke, that of all of the, these five guys that are, that are slam dunk first round picks, Mac is the win now guy. So I say Mac to the 49ers at three with this caveat. If the 49ers do go with Trey Lance or Justin Fields at three, uh, Mac could, could really slide. Uh, I, I don't see him sliding past the Patriots at 15, but I think Mac could slide because he's not going to be a fit into what everyone wants to do in the NFL. Hey, that's what's fun the draft. Um, Jimmy, can you still hear me? Yes, I hear you very well. Okay, good. I wanted to be sure. Um, I, I got a pop up on my screen. I'm not, I might not even edit this so people know the trials and tribulations we face every day. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's what's funny about the draft is if he doesn't go at three, it does feel like he'll slide all the way to 15. So it's, you know, millions of dollars of change um, if he goes from three to 15. And, and because there, there's really nobody in between, I else trades up now mock draft to actually have the Patriots uh, trade up to get him at like seven or eight. And then I've even seen the Panthers take him uh, tail end of the uh, first 10 picks. But I think those are a lot less likely. So I'm with you. I think the 49ers probably the best place for him to go. And I think that they, but look, I know it, it's sort of counterintuitive, right? That they're win now. Um, but that why do they want a rookie quarterback leading them? I think, though, of all the rookie quarterbacks, you take the one that's won the most, that uh, knows how to play with the talent around him, plays within himself, doesn't try to do too much. I, I feel like that's is mature enough to go from uh, across the country to San Francisco. I, I think that there's a lot of positives there. Uh, obviously, you would take Trevor Lawrence before him. and then, But after that, I think it's kind of a crapshoot. I mean, I, I know Chris Sims thinks Zach Wilson's the best quarterback in the draft, but Chris Sims needs to be drug tested. So there's that. <laughs> and and uh, let, let's remember Kyle Shanahan here. Uh, they say that if you want to get Kyle Shanahan to really wax poetic, get him talking about the time he coached Kirk Cousins. Apparently Shanahan is a big believer in Kirk Cousins. That's the quarterback. He, he That's the type quarterback he wants to win with. And it's a great comp for Mac Jones. I mean, Mac is a lot like that guy. And and so is Matt Ryan, who, who Kyle Shanahan coached all the way to, to the Super Bowl. So, you know, and even Garoppolo. I mean, th- these are all guys that, that, that sort of are like Mac. So it's not crazy to think that Kyle Shanahan – would look at Mac Jones and say, he's Cousins, he's Matt Ryan, he's Garoppolo. I, I, the, this is the type guy I win with. So I think Mac will go third to the 49ers. That's what I believe. Uh, but you pointed out a couple other teams. I do know the Panthers liked Mac a lot at the Senior Bowl. That is a fact. That's some inside baseball, but it's also pretty obvious to anybody. Uh, so the Panthers did like him a lot. I think the Broncos at nine could take Mac. But the thing about that is maybe I'm higher on Drew Locke than I should be. But my thing about the Broncos drafting Mac at nine, I mean, is, is he really better than Drew Locke? I mean, I think so. I think so. But, I mean, the Broncos are sort of win now, too. And they have a young quarterback. And, uh, you know, and Drew Locke, he was hurt last year. But, but he, he's not a perennially hurt 
guy. So I, 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 it, I think the Broncos should should plug another hole and not take a quarterback myself, but that doesn't mean that's what they're thinking. But that's another potential landing spot. Also, like the Bears, I'm not sure what the Bears would have to do to trade up to get him, but, I mean, I, I think the Bears really could use a, a rookie quarterback that's good. Jimmy, let me tell everybody about betonline.ag. Betonline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. I've been telling you about it for weeks, months, maybe a year. But betonline.ag is worth hearing about all the time. It's so much fun. It's easy to pay. It's it's even easier to get paid. And look, you got the Kentucky Derby coming up. You got all these funky horse names you want to bet on all these outlandish odds you're like hey why don't I put ten dollars on this go do it at betonline.ag betonline.ag is where you want to go to put that bet in use the promo code locked on for that 50 percent welcome bonus you can beat the georgia bulldogs but you cannot beat betonline.ag go check them out asap they are the one betting website everybody at locked on decides to endorse because they're great people. How about that? Uh, if you can't tell, I do these live reads completely off the cuff. I do a pretty damn good job. I'd say Real. I do a 75% good job. I do a 75% good job. But go uh, to betonline.ag. I'll put you in the low 80s. Some okay, are I'll take low 80. Some that are damn near 100. There are some that are every now and again uh, in the background and I get distracted and then I forget what I'm talking about. But betonline.ag is where you want to go regardless of how distracted I am. I went to betonline.ag today and considered and I'm still considering wagering on the draft. Um, I really enjoy myself. There are over-unders on where guys might go. You know, uh, like, you know, for instance, an over-under on, 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 you know, Mac, for instance, is 3.5 right now. And <laughs> I'm not going to bet on that. What that's basically saying is, uh, do you want to bet? Are you going to bet Max going at three? Or are you going to bet he doesn't go at three and goes beyond that? I, I, I think the right bet to take actually is the over. And 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 don't bet on Mac going at three. But but uh, I do think he's more likely to go three than him. But I, I wasn't actually going to wager on Mac. There's some other bets on the board that I sort of liked and that I'm considering making before Thursday. All right, let's talk about two the two receivers, uh, Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith. Because really, with the the draft, when people hear this podcast, now it'll be a day before the draft. So tomorrow's is going to be like the day of the draft podcast. Maybe we'll do a mock draft. So let's talk about the two receivers. Where do you think would be best for them to go? I mean, obviously, again, the best place for them to go is the highest somebody will take them, but. I, I kind of have some specific places in mind for these guys. Yeah, I do too. I mean, in terms of in terms of fun, like what would be a lot of fun for me, and, and it's realistic, is one of them heading to Miami to play with Tua, and one of them heading to Philadelphia to play with Jalen. Uh, and those teams pick six and twelve, so it's 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 very realistic that that could happen. Now, now, in, in honesty, my football analysis or football opinion is that neither will happen. I, I don't think either one will end up there, but I'm rooting for it to happen because to me it would make it even more fun when you watch the Dolphins to see Tua, Tua to Smitty all over again or, or, or Jalen throwing to, to, to Waddle or, or vice versa. You know, it's fine too. Uh, so that's what would be fun. Now, in terms of what I think is actually going to happen, 
Um, I think Waddle will be drafted before Devontae. Uh, that's my opinion. Um, and in terms of where he would go, I think somewhere between six and nine for, for Waddle. I think he'd be the first off the board. I'm going to predict Waddle to Carolina um, at eight um, just because a, he might go to the Lions right before then. So, so look for, for Detroit at seven. But I like him to Carolina at eight. It's a better place to live. Charlotte's a great place to live. And secondly, uh, hey, if, you, if you're taking Sam Darnold with the idea that he wasn't great in New York because he didn't have any weapons, give him a weapon. And Waddle is a weapon, even more so than Devontae, in my opinion, because Waddle can house a screen even, even in the NFL. So I think Waddle to Carolina is very realistic, and I think it would be a good situation for him. If Waddle goes there, I think Devontae will be the next receiver taken. I'm going to say he's going to the New York Giants at 11, and he'd be off the board before the Eagles could pick him. And, uh, hey, you know, I'm not sure that's a super situation for him, um, but there's a lot of Alabama guys on that staff. Daniel Jones, the QB country guy, so I really root for him. And frankly, hey, if you're a star in New York, it's such a great situation because of all the endorsement stuff. Just just being a huge star in New York is such a big deal. So I think it's more realistic, and I think that's what I'm rooting for. Waddle to Carolina at 8 and Devontae to the New York Giants at 11. I, that makes a lot of sense, but it's also way off. Um, <laughs> Most likely, uh, most likely, yes. Now, I, I think, look, it, it sure seems like it's setting up for Kyle Pitts to end up in Miami, which I can't, I, I can't bitch about. I mean, I could make the case that Kyle Pitts is the best player in the draft and over Lawrence. I mean, I, I think Kyle Pitts is ridiculously good, and I, um he's going to make a significant impact immediately wherever he goes. Now, the, will Kyle be available? If not, if Atlanta were to take Kyle Pitts, which some people think they will, then I think Miami is going to go – I think Cincinnati could go Jamar Chase and reunite him with Joe Brady. I mean, not Joe Brady. Uh, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Uh, but and I think that then Miami would be forced with a Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith situation, and I kind of like the idea either way. But boy, I kind of want it to be Tua and Devontae. They're, they're interesting stories either way because I do think one ends up in Miami and I do think one ends up in in Philadelphia. And if that's the case. In either scenario, you think about Jalen Waddle and Jalen Hurts, they connected for Hurts' last touchdown in Bryant Denny mm-hmm. Stadium. Yep. And if you think about Hurts and Devontae Smith, well, they connected for the game winning touchdown against Mississippi State in uh, 2018, I guess. 17. If, but if it's Tua, and Waddle, I think that's the best combo. And I have to look no further than the touchdown pass they threw against Tennessee, where Tua throws it to the opposite of his opposing side of his body, uh, right over the hand heads of the Tennessee defenders into Waddle's hands, and in a blistering touchdown run. 
And it's one of those where Gary Danielson was like, geez, you know, he does that every night ago. He's like, geez, when you, when you hear Alabama, when he watches Alabama play or it's Devonte and Tua. And of course they famously hooked up for the second and 26 game winning national championship play. So there are a lot of great storylines either, but personally, I think it's, I think it's probably, I would like to see Devonte go first for a, uh, career achievement award and Jalen go to um, Philadelphia because I think, man, he also seems like a Philadelphia dude, like he's a little bit shorter, got a bit of a plays with a chip on his shoulder, not scared of any challenge at all. Um, tough as nails. He feels like a Philly dude. And I think Philly would eat him, just eat him up, like love him, like in a good way, not eat him alive, like eat him up. I mean, it's kind of weird that those two things mean totally opposite things. Like you either eat him up, meaning you love him or eat him alive, meaning you hate him. (laughs) But eat him up is what I mean. Because I'm rooting for Tua and Jalen, if they don't end up with Waddle and Devontae, and they could, it's very, very realistic as you point out, and they would both be good fits wherever but for, for Tua's sake and Jalen's sake, if, if they don't end up with our wide receivers, then I'm hoping uh, somehow Panay Sewell slides to Miami at six and the Eagles take Rashawn Slater at 12. So Tua and Jalen could get a really talented big body yeah. in front of them because they, 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 they both need a better offensive line. Yeah, I'm going to be pissed if the Dolphins don't get one Alabama dude because I have seen Harris projected there. Um, obviously seen Waddle projected there and Devontae projected there. Um, if they don't get one Alabama dude, and like this is – I want to love the Dolphins again. I've been waiting for like 20 years to love the Dolphins again um, because they were really bad there for a while. They made so many bad boneheaded decisions, you know, and then the you know they get rid of Kenyon Drake, get rid of Minka. and I, But now they have Fluker on the team. They obviously have two on the team. Uh, who else is down there? Somebody else is down there. Um, Raekwon Davis. Raekwon. Raekwon. You know, if they, uh, either of the receivers, man, all of a sudden I'm, I'm a Dolphins fool again. Yeah, um, if I was the Dolphins, I mean, in terms of what they need, they don't have weapons. If, if I, I'm thinking if I'm the Dolphins, I'm taking – uh, skill player, offensive skill players with my two first-round picks, both. I, I would take offensive skill players, two receivers, a receiver and a running back, a tight end. I mean, you know, if Pitts is there. Um, I, I would hate passing, though, on Sewell or even Rashawn Slater, who I think is really good at basically Sewell's. You know, basically he's as good as Sewell. He just gets less publicity. Uh, but I think he, he's that good. And I know Jeremiah, Jeremiah uh, uh, Daniel Jeremiah on NFL Network, he, he has Slater ahead of, of Sewell. Um, uh, but but the Dolphins need need to help their quarterback, and, and they need they need skill players, and uh, that's what they ought to do. And maybe uh, to be totally Bama out, maybe they take one of the Bama wide receivers at six, Najee Harris at uh, seventeen, and go get the offensive lineman in the second round, which could be a uh, Landon Dickerson or an Alex Leatherwood. Yeah, let's bammer this mother up. Um, all right, buddy, that's going to do it for this episode. We'll be back tomorrow, and let's do a mock draft tomorrow. What do you say? It will be the the podcast that people hear on draft day. That sounds uh that sounds good to me. I've studied the hell out of this thing, which is why I was considering wagering on betonline.ag. Uh, I'll tell you a name of a guy. I'll tell you I was considering wagering on because I, I mean I, I'm not, I don't 
I'm not going to keep it a secret, but I like uh, Tyson Campbell, the corner from Georgia, to go higher than projected. I, I think he could even go in the first round. Uh, I forget the number that he's got on betonline.ag, but they, they had him mid to late second round on betonline.ag, and he he's the one I'm like, hmm, I think I might bet on Tyson Campbell going higher than that. Yeah, and if people don't remember, he and Patrick Sertan were on the same high school team. Yeah, good luck throwing. Good luck throwing uh, uh, to the sideline against against American Heritage uh, three years ago. And hey, Tyson was a good player. I think Sertan, you know, got the quicker start uh, probably from growing up with a professional defensive back coach, you know, in his house. So Sertan got off the quicker start. But each year, I think Tyson Campbell was sort of catching Sertan as like. Tyson Campbell, I mean, Sertan was this great minute number one. You know, I think Campbell yeah. just got better and better. Yep, yep. All right, buddy. Roll time. Roll time.